to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, is my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Adam, how are you, sunshine? <laughs> I'm good. Back on the East Coast. Um, yes, yes, jet-lagged as fuck, but here we are. Here we are. This is, it's really, just as we're in the twilight zone. We're recording in the morning. I'm happy. I, my first show of the day. I'm, I'm like, oh. I'm like, so I'm so full of spunk and bravado and and, and energy. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go 10 rounds with Holyfield. Yeah, I'm definitely a night owl. But um, I don't know. Where does where does jet lag end and lethargy begin? That's my question. But well, you I got back when? Uh, Saturday night. Oh, yeah. You probably have another couple days. If yeah. you're on the the the. Edward Dominic Birdsell Jr. Uh, schedule of jet lag. <laughs> yeah, you, pro- you probably have about like two days. That's like half my trip. Yeah, because when I when I go to when I go to California, I'm oh, I I don't know how to act for like the first four days. I'm, I'm like I'm dead, and then by the time I finally adjust, it's like oh my god, I have like two days left of activity, and then I have to go home and I have to adjust again. <laughs> Becoming. Yeah. Coming back is always easier. It's going there that's the problem. Honestly, for me, it's going going back to Utah is going to be easy because yeah. I'll actually wake up early because of the time change. Well, and it's all it's also what you're used to. It's also what you're used to. You're you're in you've you've acclimated to that environment. Yeah. So, anyway, I am excited to be here. Excited. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, and, but we still have to talk about more games. So crazy, crazy that it's, that it's Thanksgiving. I mean, I mean, holy hell. Yeah. It's actually Thanksgiving, (laughs) but, uh, just a little programming note before we go go into anything. Obviously week 11 review is here. Um, tomorrow Adam and I will be doing the week 12 preview, which I guess we could do in the morning unless sleeping, unless sleeping beauty, you know, wants to, wants to sleep in again. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Okay. I would I would prefer rather not at night, but Yeah. Because Night Ed is grumpy. Night Ed is very grumpy. I don't hide it. And then Wednesday, of course, will be mailbag day. So submit your questions, uh, DMs and of course the email link. So uh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do that. A lot of people have actually been doing the, the DM route and it's a lot easier. Yeah, I, uh, I can just have Twitter. I can just have Twitter up and bang. It's, it's li- right there. I listened to the last mailbag and, and I saw that you guys are getting, well, we are getting questions a week in advance. It's crazy. Kind of crazy. Crazy. DN on Twitter. DN uh, on Twitter. I was like, what? I literally, I, I, I sent a DM back. I was like, are you planning for week 12? But the, the, he, he actually responded to me this morning and it made a lot of sense. Because he's traveling this week, and he wants to make sure that he has all of his lineup preset in case for whatever reason he he can't check because he's traveling with a wife and three kids. And yeah. I was like, I was like, huh? That, you know, that's very rational. All different kinds of fantasy players. It's not just us. It is. It's very rational. It's yeah. very rational. I mean, listen, I don't have to. I don't have the child worry as of yet. I mean, one one day. One day I will be, uh, I will bear offspring. Are you married? 
Is that is that what you're implying that you have? <laughs> yeah, can't you say? Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I can't afford that. <laughs> but no, it's it makes a lot of sense that makes people ton of sense. who are super busy just want that advice. But yeah, and, and it's Thanksgiving. I mean, people yeah. are hosting Thanksgiving and. People are traveling, coming home, going there, here, there, everywhere. Yeah, it makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense. But submit your questions. Submit your questions to the mailbag. We'll be recording that on Wednesday, and that'll be released on Wednesday. So it'll be three days in a row you'll be getting shows. It'll be – you'll hear this on Monday, then preview will be on Tuesday, and then mailbag will be on Wednesday. I got to brush up on my old uh, cartoon – or my old Disney Channel shows to keep up with what Jake's been doing for the mailbag. I gotta talk about Debbie Ryan and Bridget Medler and listen, the man, the, yeah. ma- the man, the man is cultured. He's on the pulse. He's on the pulse. Yeah. I, <laughs> even though, even though he, I can tell you right now, Jake made a lot of enemies with you know trying to name first names with cities. Jackson, Mississippi was a layup, and he completely missed it. And the, <laughs> the, the people are not happy. I probably would have also said Jacksonville. Because I forgot that Jackson was. Of, of course, because that that's very easy. That's very easy. You have to go. You have to go deep. You have to go yeah. deep into the lexicon of geographical knowledge. And I mean, Jackson, Mississippi. I believe that's the capital of Mississippi too. I was thinking about that. I is believe it? it is. And Jake just goes Jacksonville, Florida, and I can tell you the people. The people were were not happy. Yeah, I'm not great with state capitals. But... It is the capital. Okay. It is the capital. I didn't have to learn that song in elementary school. I didn't learn a song in elementary school. And I'm I could name I think we did I think we did this exercise. I did I definitely did this with my other friends where we try to name all the state capitals. But I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can. But that could be that could be a BTP uh for uh for, for a later day. That should have been a, a quizitational category. Yeah, if you could have, yeah, could have, it could have. If we're going to include geography and really fuck a lot of people up, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we're sort of avoiding this game. We're you know we're kibitzing to talk to avoid talking about the loss of Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews for the season. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out what I want to call this week. I mean, the, the, the name that I mentioned yesterday but was told is terrible is the injury again. Oh, that's that's real bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's got to be something else that I'm just uh, not thinking of. But yeah, I mean, there is just injuries, 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 injuries. That's that's the theme of the week. Oh, so many injuries. Just a ridiculous amount of – I mean, never has a Thursday night game been more of an indicator – of the rest of the week, <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. with this one. Oh, and I knew it. I knew it. I said the second, the second we lost Burrow and the second we lost Andrews, I was like, "All right, the goal for this week is to have teams that come through unscathed." Yeah, and I, and I had about a sixty percent hit rate on that. I think I don't know if I had anybody necessarily. I mean, Keenan Allen's already injured. Like some players are already injured coming in. Cause like Garrett and Keenan Allen, TJ Hawkinson. No, no, no. We're talking about got hurt in in week yeah, eleven. I don't think I really had that. Thank God. 
knock on wood. I know I I had my fair share of Burrow, my fair share of Andrews, my fair share my fair share of uh, Jan, my fair shares of Walker. I don't have any Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, well, you you almost killed you in the guillotine. I well, a Chan and Andrews, Chan yeah. and Andrews, and I I mean, I'm not favored. That's for sure. Yeah, and well, 18, yeah. 18 from Hearts. Yeah, basically. That's your... 18 from Hearts. Yeah. 18 from Hearts, home throw. And it'll be the, it'll um, be the greatest game. <laughs> hey, I've done I have done one of those. I did one of those a couple weeks ago, so it'll be the great escape. They they don't care how many by how many points, it's just how. I don't give a shit it's point one. I don't care. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this game. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Joe Burrow out for the season. That's the big story. And what does this mean? Well, it means that everybody for the Bengals is going to take a definitely a hit. I mean, Jamar Chase is probably now more of a higher to mid-end wide receiver too, most weeks with, with, with Jake Browning. I do think this helps Joe Mixon a little bit because I think they're going to rely – on Joe Mixon a little bit more than especially in full point PPR. I think he's going to see a lot more checkdowns than maybe he was getting when he was under center with, with Joe Burrow. He basically was averaging about four to five catches most weeks. Um, I think now we could see him consistently getting five catches. So Joe Mixon absolutely gets a boost uh, with, without, without Burrow. And then, you know, as for as for T. Higgins, I mean, it's been a down year for Higgins already. I don't anticipate that this is going to make Higgins any better. What a and, great contract year for T. Higgins! Just yeah, er- everything has gone right for him. Totally horrific, horrific. <laughs> and then and then and Tyler Boyd is just well, Tyler Boyd. I mean, you're still you're still firing up Chase and you're still firing up Mixon. Um, they're too good to sit. But Higgins and Boyd, when Higgins comes back, uh, he's definitely a question mark. And then Boyd now. I kind of think Boyd is uh, is someone that you could get away with with dropping, even if Higgins doesn't play, because I just don't trust that Jake Browning is going to be able to support more than one guy in at least a downfield passing game. And I would hedge my bet probably and say that Jamar Chase is going to be that guy that Jake Browning is going to be looking towards. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And it's, it's just rough. For the Bengals, but sucks. No, it sucks. I, I mean, there was a team that I had where I had Burrow and Andrews. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, well that's another team. That's another team that was treading water all year since I lost Aaron Rodgers after two snaps. Four, but who's four? Coming? Four snaps, two uh, two plays, two throws. So, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, it just just very painful. Well, we don't have to talk much about the Jets today, so that's good. Yeah, thank God we don't have to do that. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's basically it for the Bengals. For the Ravens, a bit more clarity, at least in the situation with them, because Isaiah likely was good last year in in a relief of Mark Andrews. So at least there's like you know what that option is going to be. But really, I guess from a global perspective, this is definitely worse for the Ravens' offense. I think, for... worse, I think it's worse for the Bengals personally because I mean, that's a starting quarterback. I think with Lamar, they've done a better job of surrounding no, no. Lamar. 
I'm not even saying like comparing the two. I'm saying like it's worse or it's bad. It's still bad for the. Okay, I was wording it wrong because I just woke up. Um, <laughs> Don't be pants. Yeah. So it's. I was saying that Mark Andrews being gone is also bad, almost worse for the offense as a whole. Yeah, because he, he's kind of the glue. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. he, he is the glue that kind of keeps everything together, but he's not he, hes not the locomotive, so to speak. He's not the caboose either. He's one of the cars that's in the middle that keeps everything together and is vital to the chain. And Mark Andrews probably is the most important piece that's there outside of, of course, you know, Lamar. But what the Ravens have done this year is they've done a, be- a great job of surrounding Lamar Jackson with better talent. I mean, last just go back a year ago, right? They lose Mark Andrews a year ago to something like this. We're all saying, oh, shit, the Ravens are dead. Uh, they're going to be running the ball 30 times a game, and it's going to be all Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Now what they have is they have Zay Flowers, who I want to come back to in a minute. They have OBJ, who is he's kind of getting going a little bit. And now I think there's definitely a case to be made that Odell Beckham Jr. might be a guy that you sneaky pick up and could have a very big part to play in this. And then Rashad Bateman, who who scored uh, as well in the game. But as for Isaiah Likely, the guy really hasn't done much, right? I, I think with him, it's more of we've seen him do things in the past, but this year... He's only had a season high of, of, of four targets, and there have been times where Andrews was out, especially at the start of the year. And Isaiah Likely did nothing. So that's true. I'm not dropping my my, my my bag on Isaiah Likely. I think there are better tight ends that are out there that you could potentially get. But if you're down Mark Andrews now, you're got to go find somebody that's gonna be viable for you. Like I know in a spot where I did lose Andrews. Uh, I was able to make a move and have Evan Ingram as as the backup plan. It's not sexy at all like Andrews is, but it, it's 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 efficient enough. That's one of the better options I feel like you can get at this point as a backup too. For sure, for sure. And I think another another name too, even oh. though you know it was his first first game back, didn't necessarily go all that well um, with Pat Fryermuth. I think it's another name. I think a lot of people may maybe had, had dropped him. And oh, could, we're, we're could, talking about that. We are talking about the rest yeah. of the AFC North and Kenny Pickett and all mm-hmm. that, all that shit. Yeah, but the other name that I want everyone to be on the look at the lookout for, I don't know how available he is, so maybe I should go uh, check this before I uh, put this out into the universe. He might be available in in, in some leagues. Uh, Dallas Goddard, because he might be out now a month. If you could pick up Dallas Goddard if he was dropping your leagues and just stash him on your IR. I think that could be a move because especially if you're a playoff team and you're looking for some tight end help, you can go you can go the next month just streaming. And then in the playoffs, you activate Goddard and and, and Goddard's your guy. But very quickly with Zay, with Zay Flowers. Who's dropping Dallas Goddard? I, I've seen it. I've seen it. Because there are teams that very simply, you know, they have guys already in the, their IR spot that are that are full yeah. and they need to win games. And if Goddard's not playing, Goddard doesn't help them. True, and it's not like it's not like you could flip Goddard because most most trade deadlines um, have passed or they are they are this week. And you can't so, really trade injured players, or at least it's not a great idea. Sure you do. can, sure you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, why wouldn't oh. why wouldn't you be able to? I 
Madden. <laughs> buy low. Buy low. Yeah. I mean, I've seen plenty. We've had questions about Justin Jefferson in the mailbag for the past month. That's true. It's a great buy low opportunity, especially now if you're down Andrews. I mean, you, you may not have uh, had much of a choice, but Zay Flowers, I think he's in for a huge, huge end to the season now with no Mark Andrews. I think he is going to see a lot more looks in this offense. And if you look at the schedule the rest of the way to for Zay Flowers, it's very good. The Chargers, then a bye, then the Rams, and then fantasy playoffs. The Jaguars, the Niners, and the Dolphins, who all get torched by receivers. If you haven't done it already, I don't know if Zay Flowers is going to be like my Amon Rock call from two years ago. That's like a guy you have to be going and getting and then starting. But he's pretty close to it. He's pretty close to it. He, he he's he's in for a huge end of season if the schedule works out the way I think it's going to. And I think Zay Flowers now for me, I'll probably rank him now as a top twenty five ish receiver uh, most weeks. Yeah. One other player that I want to talk about is uh, Gus Edwards, the Gus Bus. Yeah. He has ten touchdowns this season. Mm-hmm. With on only five hundred and sixty four yards, which is crazy to me. Yeah, he, and then con- and then conversely, Keaton Mitchell was going to get more work, and he only got he only got nine touches to Gus Edwards uh, fourteen. Well, I only say I only say nine nine only, but there was hope that Keaton Mitchell was going to have a significant role here, and it ju- it just didn't happen. This is Gus Edwards' backfield. Keaton Mitchell's a change of pace guy. Uh, Justice Hill very much is is uh, out of the picture. Only got two touches here, so. I think Jake might have actually said this, that Keaton Mitchell just now replaces just Justice Hill. And it's that it's just the Gus Edwards show. And if you have Gus Edwards, it, it's not pretty from a yardage perspective most weeks, but the guy just scores. The guy scores the last five weeks. He has nine touchdowns. Like that's yeah. insane. That's the last five weeks. So it's not yeah. even yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he went through that stretch at the beginning of the year. Weeks 1 to 6, he had one touchdown. And then 7 to 11, he has nine. Oh, I guess that was Justice Hill that scored twice uh, in week one when J.K. Dobbins got hurt. Yeah, it was. It was Justice okay. Hill. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy for, for Gus Edwards. The Gus Bus. All aboard the Gus Bus. And he has a great, he has a great matchup this week, too against the Chargers, who now are down Joey Bosa. Ugh, that sucks for them. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So next game up, Pittsburgh in Cleveland. There were a lot of people asking if Kenny Pickett on Twitter, or X or whatever, asking if Kenny Pickett is an actual viable NFL quarterback. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Man, I am looking... I didn't think... Okay. I'm going to go back to our Kenny Pickett debate from over the summer. I didn't think I was going to be this right about Kenny Pickett. I thought he was... I thought he just wasn't going to take a huge step. But I didn't think he was going to regress like this. No, he looks bad. No, he definitely looks looks bad. To the point of... I mean, I at least thought Kenny Pickett would have a shot of being, you know, roster-worthy. Like I took him in a keeper league. I took him with my last pick, thinking, "Oh yeah, 
Kenny Pickett. Yeah, let's uh, let's give this a shot. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud wasn't selected. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting there now. I'm saying to myself, "Shit." I mean, I wish I took C.J. Stroud because, I mean, my God, I mean, Kenny Pickett. It's. It was I, watching this game. I said to myself, "Jesus Christ, one of these teams is going to be seven and three. A team led by Kenny Pickett or Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be seven and three. Yeah, and I don't think you talked about it on the mailbag, or no, you did. Deshaun Watson being out for the season. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. So, you know, it's just wild. Hey, at least Jalen Warren is good. Jill so Warren. I actually heard something very interesting, that Jalen Warren is only the starter because Mike Tomlin wants him to be to run out of the tunnel for home games as one of the highlighted players. What? what? Mm-hmm. But why? Get serious. Get serious. That's okay. It's very weird. It's very weird, but he's the better running back. He should be the starter just point blank, period. Well, what does being the starter as a running back in this day and age even mean? That you get the first touch, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. He should be getting more work than, than Najee. I mean, Jalen Warren against a Cleveland Browns defense that has been absolutely awesome against running backs this year. They've only allowed three 100-yard games and a touchdown in three. Baltimore had two scores from Gus and Keaton Mitchell, and then they had a 100-yard game in, in week number four. And then the other two, Week seven versus the Colts. John and week Taylor. six versus the Niners with McCaffrey. Yeah. This is a very good Cleveland Browns defense that Jalen Warren made look really, really pedestrian just, just on his own. But then again, this is a Browns defense that's complete. I mean, they have the front seven. They have a secondary. This might be pound for pound the best defense in the NFL. So and what you're saying? Good luck. Good luck against this defense in in, in a playoff game, especially if, if they can end up winning some way somehow, end up winning the AFC North, and they have a home playoff game. Oof. The dog pound will be going nuts. So what you're saying is that Jalen Warren is on the same level as Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. Is <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just fucking with you. But I mean, Jalen Warren. Looked like he for PPR, he's been good. He's like, even when he sucked, he's been okay for PPR. But that 74 yard touchdown run definitely was was good, uh, for him. But it just Tips. two straight games of 100 of 100 yards, three straight of at least 88. He's a flex play, he's got to be considered as, as a flex worthy start, uh, just going forward. And they get yeah. Cincinnati next week, who's now reeling. Yep, absolutely. Um, Cleveland. I mean, I don't know. Like, I thought that the decision to go to DTR was confusing. Sure. Because P.J. Walker was good for them in, in relief of Deshaun Watson. 
And like, you know what? We're going to go to Dorian Thompson Robinson. Last year, remember him, he was getting his ass kicked by the Baltimore Ravens a couple weeks earlier this season. Like, on paper, I'm like, Kevin Stefanski just wrote down the wrong name or something. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Which he made reference of in his post game, which I loved. So I really loved. He's like, he, he said, not not verbatim, but he said something along the lines of, the last time you saw me, I was getting my ass kicked in my first game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. bravo, bravo, way, way, way to, way, way to rep that. But I mean, he didn't look particularly impressive and he's not a guy that I'm ever going to consider, you know, starting or anything like that. But this is just kind of what the Browns are going to be, I think. For the rest of the year, this is going to be they're going to be a low-scoring offense. They're going to be relying on their defense. Going to be relying on controlling the ball through the likes of Jerome Ford, through the likes of Kareem Hunt. By the way, Jerome Ford on a touchdown. The Browns are just going to be a very stinky source of of fantasy production. I think I think going forward, and that's going to definitely hurt you know Amari Cooper, who's you know I think the the shining star here. You know, I, I kind of think that Amari Cooper now we're kind of relegating him to being a wide receiver three. Um, until we see something from Dorian Thompson Robinson that suggests that he's going to be a viable enough thrower to keep Mari Cooper fantasy relevant, and we haven't we haven't seen that, we haven't seen that. So uh, I think Amari Cooper now is a wide receiver three, and and he's kind of a flex guy that you're throwing into into flex questions now instead of being a locked and loaded wide receiver two like he should be. Yeah, it's so weird. Totally off topic, but I I remember seeing. Dorian Thompson Robinson in the Elite Eleven in like when we were in college <laughs> with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And I yep. think Matt Corral was probably there too. I'm like, and now he's all grown up. Yeah, now now he's leading the Browns to a to a huge, huge divisional win yeah. against against the Steelers. Please God, if the if the, if the Browns they can make the playoffs, that's fine. Because their de- their defense is really, really good. And that's that's a playoff for it. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense. But Oof. I'd rather see Dorian Thompson Robinson in a playoff game versus Kenny Pickett personally. Yeah, well, I I don't know. Hail to Pitt, but Hail to Pitt, but Kenny Pickett stinks. I know he stinks. I know one of my worst one of my worst takes was that Kenny Pickett could see a year two jump. That was an awful take. Yeah, you and I own both. that one. I own that one. That was a that was a bad take. Yeah, no, I didn't really see it in year one from Pickett. Like he was good, but I don't I didn't think he was gonna make a huge jump. I think it's more that I trusted that he was a Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback and the Steelers can do no wrong. Yeah. That was my blind faith towards the Steelers. And uh yeah, that blind faith was uh was fucking wrong. See, the Steelers thing with coaches does not apply to quarterbacks. Clearly not. Clearly not. I mean, this is the team that um, employed Neil O'Donnell, mm-hmm. noted to it as someone that you know very well from his uh, from basically gifting the Cowboys a Super Bowl in the nineties. Yep. Um, Cordell Stewart, yep. lest, lest we forget, yeah. Tommy Maddox had that good, had that one good year. Okay, Tommy Maddox was good for a season, and then you know they drafted Big Ben, Charlie Batch too. Charlie Batch. Well, Charlie Batch was the backup to Ben Roethlisberger. True. That's true. That's true. Fair. Fair. If we're, if we're talking just about starters, then yeah, Charlie Batch, we, we can't put in that conversation. Because then I could just say, oh, Landry Jones, Bruce Gradkowski. 
Jesus, Landry Jones. Oh my God, that's a name I've heard in you know, dog's age. I was playing a bit of NCAA 13, and Landry Jones is still in that game as the quarterback for Oklahoma. So, wow, Landry yeah. Jones, Oklahoma, who almost got upset by BYU on uh, on Saturday. Go Cougs would have been wild. Go Cougs, go Cougs. Okay, so let's move on. Next game is the Hopkins Bowl. Yeah. Or the Bill O'Brien Bowl. Or the David Johnson Bowl. Whatever you want to do. This was this was fun. This was fun. Not in the way that I thought it was going to be, but it was still fun. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, we have to talk about Tank Dell. Yeah. Oh, Tank point, blank, Dell. point blank period. Gotta love Tank Dell. Okay. I have a take that's gonna upset a lot of people. A lot. Okay. So you remember in week one when we had a rookie receiver that came out of nowhere and was the craze hot commodity of the fantasy world. Yes. That wasn't Tank Dell, though. No. It was Puka Nakua. Yeah. It means no worries for the rest of your days. I think we as a community and as an industry really missed big time on Puka. No, on Dell <laughs> by having the craze about Puka. Meanwhile, Tank Dell was right there. He was there. Yeah, Tank Dell. This guy is un. Unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He has four touchdowns the last three weeks. CJ Stroud is only getting better. And I think we've seen now that CJ Stroud is making guys better. He's a guy that you can plug anybody in. Like, look, look at Noah Brown. Look at Noah Brown, right? Noah Brown was brought in by the Cowboys. Because Ezekiel Elliott wanted Noah Brown on the team because they were college roommates at Ohio State. Yeah. True story. True story. Now Noah Brown goes to the Texans. Noah Brown was awesome for two weeks, was out against against the Cardinals. But now we, we talk about Tankdale. I honestly think that rest of season tank dell i I could tell i could tell you right now there are not many receivers that i'd rather have rest of season than tank dell yeah and i i I can tell you right now the two the two that i have off the top of my head three i can give you three okay yeah this is gonna this is the one that's gonna piss a lot of people off Mm -hmm. i'd rather have tank dell over jamar chase okay 100 (laughs) percent And I'd rather uh, this th- these two I don't think are hot takes. I'd rather have Tank Dell over Jalen Waddle. Rest of season. Okay. And then I'd rather have Tank Dell over Chris Olave. Rest yeah, of season. The first one definitely It's a hot take. It, it, little... it, it's a humongous take, but look at what Jamar Chase is working with. Yeah. Jamar Chase true. is working with Jake Browning now. It's not Joe Burrow. Well, it's the old adage of that you've told me. That you gotta like the if you like the receiver, then you have to like the quarterback at least a little bit. A little exactly, bit. exactly. This dude's a star. He he he, yeah. he is a star. 
And, and we talked about this also with CJ Stroud in the like early CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young. You know, everybody says that Bryce Young has no weapons, but like going into the season, nobody thought that the Texans were gonna be any good or had any weapons at all. Absolutely not. But CJ Stroud has just been great and he's been you know, he just like he sleeps and he has a a three hundred yard game. They, they they are such a likable team with likable characters. Like honestly, take Dak into the equation. I love Dak. I don't think there's a there's a more likable quarterback for me in the league right now than CJ Stroud. And take the Ohio State allegiance to the side as well. Because I love them at Ohio State. And everyone at Ohio State loves CJ Stroud. And they said yeah. as much. They said as much. And, and listen, everyone knows the Ohio State quarterbacks and and how you know they've been shit on over the years and and, and whatever. You know, had you had the likes of uh Troy Smith, you had uh, Braxton Miller, JT Barrett. The late Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. I knew there was one more I was forgetting. Yes, the late yeah. Dwayne Haskins. CJ Stroud, Justin this Fields. is a guy that we're talking about long term that could just be not only the answer for the Houston Texans, but is he a guy that I think we're going to put we're anointing in the same group as Joe Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts? No, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So early. But at least to start, right, he's definitely putting himself in a very comparable category with the likes of Dak, Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, those like not elite tier, but very good, great quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think, like I think Stroud is... definitely belongs in there. And Tank Dell has been the beneficiary of this. Tank Dell is amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other quarterbacks that are either more likable or just as likable. Like Herbert. Well, for, di- for different reasons, I would, I would say Burrow. Burrow, Herbert, Cousins. Um, yeah, yeah, Kirk. Kirk is very popular. Kirk is a very popular guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Are we just talking per- personality? Because I, mean, yeah. I could, t- I could tell you, Josh Allen is also extremely likable. Well, off the field personality, at least. Yeah, not- Josh. Josh Allen off the field is is very, very, very likable. Maybe not on the field as much. He's kind of a kind of a dick. Well, who field. isn't a dick? Yeah, I've, I've I've heard that Tom Brady is famously a dick, or was famously a dick. Tom Brady is famously the the biggest trash talker in the history of the NFL. Well, next to Philip Rivers. Next to Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers loved to chat. Yeah, I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> Listen, if you're, if you're not if you're not going out there and you're not, and you're not having fun, what are you doing? Yeah, it's true. It's a fair point. You're playing a game. You're so... playing a game. You're playing a game, but at the same time. You're, be, you're being a, a, a professional and it's a job it's a job you got to go in there people are depending on you and you can't have a bad day and cj shroud has not had many bad days as a member of the houston texans and the texans the carolina panthers passing on cj shroud and letting the texans take cj shroud that is a move for both teams that have completely separated them in terms of trajectory that's going to be overanalyzed for decades. No like, doubt. Like the no Jets doubt. passing on Dan Marino. Yep. 
I mean, CJ Stroud has completely advanced this Texans rebuild. He's taken years off of it. Yeah. And this is the hardest part is finding the quarterback. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And they, they finally have that. They now have a duo of coach quarterback that they can build around. And, yep. and good for the Texans. Good for the Texans. They are a very likable, likable team. And, you know, we're sick of the praises of CJ Stroud and, and, and Tank Dell. Nico Collins had a good game yesterday. Dalton Schultz scored a touchdown. Devin Singletary, another 100-yard game. This is a very likable team that I want to see make the playoffs. I really do. Yeah. Hopefully, the Texans can make their first, I think it would be their first conference championship game in their history. I believe so. And who do they play this week, Adam? Who do, who do they play? They don't... Jacksonville. Ooh. At home. Ooh. The re... Juicy. Revenge. The Revenger. Well, it's for Jacksonville. I mean, Houston, Houston kicked their asses in week three? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, week three. Week three. Kick their asses. Revengeance. I love it. I love it. Good for the Texans. Good for them. Yes, good for them. Um, they also tweeted a great uh, picture of I don't know who it was, but holding like the, the golden L with the with the like Cardinals photoshopped around it on their Twitter That's page. That's fabulous. Is is great. Uh, work of art. So moving on to those birds, the Cardinals. Um, I'm a little worried about James Conner. He just still working working his way back from that injury. But, you know, I don't know. It just – He'll it be feels fine. Weird. He'll be fine. I mean, you also have to hmm, – how do I put this? It's It wasn't a great week for Pittsburgh Panthers, to be honest with you. No, no. Pitt had a bad week. Pitt had a very bad week. You, you have to look at it and you have to say that they, they had red zone opportunities, right? But yeah. what, what ended up happening? Kyler. Kyler happened. I mean, yeah. Kyler, what he could do at his feet is just is, is, is ridiculous. You need. To, I would expect that we're going to see James Conner, you know, still working his way back, like, like you said, Adam. He'll he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He, he's just not. He's a low end RB two, which is kind of what he was before. Now we're going to have to see him do it again, and and you know, for what's worth, too, he has two good matchups the rest of the way. He's got the Rams and he's got the Steelers. Then in the fantasy playoffs, at home versus San Francisco, at Chicago. Ooh, that's a good matchup right there. And then at the Eagles. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is that with Kyler and the red zone, James Conner isn't getting the ball as much. No. It's Kyler. It's, Kyler. The, it, it's the Kyler show. I mean, it's weird because he had a running quarterback before who was traded the aforementioned or i mean the the now traded josh dobbs yeah and you know he was he had a pretty good an okay start to the season but um yeah it's just interesting for the cardinals they're just like a they're they're a mid team and i don't know what they're gonna do so i'm just looking at the advanced at the advanced stats because i'm just kind of curious the Cardinals in two games since Kyler Murray has come back, the Cardinals have drawn up 17 rush designed plays specifically for Kyler Murray. 
17%. Wow. In two games. That's crazy. In comparison, the Eagles in all of their games this year have drawn up 21 have had a percentage of 21% of their offensive plays have been rush specific designed for Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, that just tells you their philosophy right there. The numbers. They're one get Kyler into space. They're one Kyler to show off what, what he what he could do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fresh legs for Kyler. I mean, <laughs> you know, you really just kind of want to see what he can do on that reconstructed knee. Yeah. And, Absolutely. I mean, is Kyler playing for his job potentially also Definitely. for this team? Definitely. No. Definitely. But I, I also I also look at it too. Adam and I and I say to myself, James Connor. I believe if I remember the numbers correctly, and I have to look, I have to look up the advanced the advanced numbers. But I, I did a look up on this uh, earlier in the week. James Connor is still getting in the area of about sixty five percent of the Cardinals carries inside the five. So they're still going. They're still going his way. And granted, that that's a whole season number. So. You know what it's been the last two weeks. It's a much more specific uh, area that I'll have to I'll have to look into. But there, he's still getting those carries. But it's just a matter of finishing the job. That has been where Kyler has definitely been uh, more successful. So we got sixty five percent of the carries, even around like, sixty five. I, I forget what the exact number is, but it's around sixty five, including the games that he was out or just games that he was playing or that it, he played. In. It, encom- it encompasses all of the games for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh wow. So even when, even when he was out. He was out for like 4 weeks and that's yeah. st- and it to still have a number that high is pretty astounding. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um cool. So let's go to the other three teams in the AFC South because the Colts didn't play this week. They were on bye. Um and we have the Tennessee Titans in Jacksonville. Uh pedestrian game for Will Levis. Good for DeAndre Hopkins. He scored. Touchdown saved his day. Long touchdown saved his day. Or was it a long touchdown? Um, no, it was a long touchdown. Yes. Long touchdown saved his it was day. 44 yard or something like that? 43. I was, 43. I was every close. time you see like a long, like, you know, they have the longest play and then a touchdown, you just assume that's a touchdown catch that was that long play, but you never know. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins, five targets. When you only throw the ball thirteen times or seventeen times, getting five targets is a good is a good percentage. Um, and yeah, the Titans are just like they're whatever at this point. This is just to see what they have in Will Levis. And Will Levis is, you know, he's definitely cooled off. Um, but he's going to be at home next week. I'm pretty sure we did talk about yeah. this last week. Yeah, um, at home next week versus, versus Carolina and. We saw this stretch, right? And this is a tough stretch. We knew coming in after he lit the world on fire against the Falcons. We knew the stretch that he was going to be going into was going to be tough. Three straight road games. That's tough for anybody, let, let alone a rookie that was just coming off of his first start. Now he gets two home games against Carolina and the Colts. Should be good matchups for him. Should definitely be good matchups for him. Then at Miami, should be another um, good matchup for him. I mean, just look at what on look Monday what night. O'Connell. What's that? On Monday night. On, on Monday night, even better. Prime time when the stars come out. 
And then Houston, Seattle, Houston. It's a good end of the season for, for, for Will Levis. I'm not giving up on Levis yet. I haven't dropped him. I know he's been dropped in some places after people went nuts and picked him up. Two quarterback, he's absolutely worth a look against the Carolina Panthers after what the Cowboys just did to that defense. I mean, that was just dreadful. We saw what Will Levis did at home. He gets his first, his second home game, first one in three weeks. I, I think it's to be in friendly confines. It's going to be a lot nicer. For, for Will Levis. And by the way, also start Derrick Henry against the the, the Carolina Panthers because newsflash, if Tony Pollard scored against the Carolina Panthers, Derrick Henry will probably score against the Panthers too. <laughs> yeah, that's... Just, uh, just, just, just food for thought. Safe advice. Um, And then Jacksonville. So... I called it. Yeah, yeah you did call it. I called it. it. I had a feeling it was going to be a Calvin Ridley week, and it was. Because those outside corners for Tennessee, like we've talked about all year, are absolutely awful. Man, how did you get access to the script? It, it got memo to me. <laughs> I, I, one of my sources. My, my, my sources came through. It wasn't, it, was, gotten... it wasn't the Atlanta. It wasn't the Atlanta boys. I, uh, yeah, I wish I had gotten access to the script. I would have saved me a couple hours watching the... Never mind. We'll talk listen, about it. Listen, listen. NFL, NFL media, NFL media, you get exclusive privileges. You, you get access to the script. But Calvin Ridley, man, oh, man. Wide receiver one for the week. And listen, I know many people who sat him. And I told him, I said, this is a Calvin Ridley week. Start him. Start him and just ride it out. And if Calvin Ridley couldn't do it this week, it probably wasn't going to happen. But it happened for him this week. And it was it was really, really needed. To have a bounce back week. His first hundred yard game since week five. His first touchdown since week four. Wow. And he had two of them. Yeah. You know, coming from you, that meant a lot. Uh saying like if it was, you know, somebody else who is a big a bigger Calvin Ridley fan saying to start Calvin Ridley, say, okay, obviously he they always say that. But when it's you saying start Calvin Ridley, it's going to be Calvin Ridley week. They're like, wow, this guy, noted Calvin Ridley hater Ed Birdsall, mm-hmm. is like, you should start this player. Then maybe you should, you know, stop what you're doing, take a listen, and think it and think about it. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Yes. That's that what... being that being said, though, uh, start Christian Kirk against the Texans. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what good po- podcast hosts do. Yes, it, we are it, objective. They build you up. We are objective, if anything else. Yes. All right. Anything else for this game? Do you want to talk about how Travis Etienne didn't get any rushing touchdowns? I'm not worried about Etienne still. I'm I'm really not. This is a tough matchup against against the the Titans. Uh, Fire him up against Houston. I'm still not. I'm not worried about it. But if he has another bad game, then we could talk about it after Week Twelve. Yeah. All right. Next game. Almost an upset alert. For this one. And that is the Vegas Raiders going into Miami. See, people would have... I, if Miami had lost, I hope that they would have laughed at them as much as they had laughed at the Jets for losing to the Raiders. Just saying. It's you know because the, Ra- the Raiders are a different team, though, under Antonio Pierce. Just the aura of that team is so different. I know. And the people that are, you know, they're trying to, like, manifest Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders. Like, Why? Haven't they learned their lesson from the Rich Passaccia debacle? Yep. Yep. Keep the interim coach that players like. A hundred percent. And maybe if you keep Antonio Pierce, maybe it keeps gives you a chance of landing 
of keeping your best player who is you know the drone the drones are circling from uh from from the fucking cave where Aaron Rodgers is getting so high off of ayahuasca just manifesting Devontae Adams back with him next year the Raiders have an opportunity to keep Devontae Adams all goes well as much as Jake wants to manifest Devontae Adams going to the New York Jets Devontae Adams could stay with the Raiders I, well, there are a lot of people Antonio that believe Pierce is able to provide a culture where Devonte Adams could say, "You know what? That's a guy I want to play for. Why do I want to go? Why do I want to go to the messy New York Jets in New York, which is, no offense, Adam, a fucking dumpster fire." Well, Every, everything in it, it, in and around MetLife Stadium is a disaster right now. Yeah, it is. The Giants are riding. The Giants are riding a high, but seventy-five percent of their fans are pissed off they won because that ruins their chances of getting Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams. See, now it feels now the Giants fans know how it feels to be on the other side of the coin. I'll fuck them, fuck them. When all the Jets fans were pissed that they beat the Rams and the Browns in twenty twenty. True, true. That, that's that's fair. I was probably the only person that was happy about that. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't want to go on sixteen. Please, honestly, you mean, you mean would, would Trevor Lawrence as quarterback of the Jets, with benefit of hindsight, matter? Well, probably not as much. I mean, we saw his first year with Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, Robert Sala is not Urban Meyer. He is much better. Urban Meyer is yeah. sorry, Bird. Cover your ears. Urban Meyer is a trash coach currently. That's, that's disgraceful. That's disgraceful. It, currently, can't say that. Well, he's also an enabler. But that's another. Can't that's another. That's, say that. that's oh, allegedly, a, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. I don't want to get sued. Allegedly, yeah, he's allegedly, allegedly an enabler. But that's allegedly. neither here nor there. I just want to mention one one quick thing about, about Devonte Adams. Um, for as much talk as we've had about Devonte Adams, you know, them ignoring him, them not giving him the looks, and anything like that. Devonte Adams. There is one player in the NFL. That is that has the same amount of overall target share as Devonte Adams. Adam, can you name that player? Does he also wear seventeen? No. Okay, never mind. Then that's I don't know where you were leading me there. Who is it? I'll give you a hint. He was on the other side of the field. Oh, it is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Twenty-eight percent target share. Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill. I would guess the next closest. I'll give you the guys that are in the twenty-six percent range: CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and this one's going to really shock you: Drake London. Drake London. Drake. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Twenty-seven percent target share, third in the league. You wouldn't know it from the from the Falcons. You wouldn't know it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You, you, You wouldn't know it. So. Listen, I'm I'm still I'm firing up Devontae Adams. You got to feel much better about Devontae over the last two weeks. You just don't want to see him continue to improve in the touchdown in the uh, in the touchdown category. And has a very good matchup at home versus the Raiders, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Raiders. Yeah, he's playing the Raiders next week versus the Chiefs at home in Vegas. Maybe when Josh McDaniels was the coach, he, the Raiders were fighting themselves, but now they're True. not. Everything. True. Fair point. Fair point. Everything's great now, 
But, you know, the Raiders did stand toe-to-toe with the Miami Dolphins. They did. They did. And they're playing harder. They're playing harder. They're more united as as, as a team. And that's, that's great for Antonio Pierce. And he's, again, he's just another very likable figure. Yep, absolutely. So for Miami, a lot of injuries to talk about, or a couple injuries to talk about, a couple big ones, though. Uh, Devon Achan with that knee again. Tyreek Hill was also he was also injured for a little bit, wasn't he? Uh, Tyreek Hill was out for for a little bit. Yeah, I believe he got stepped on personally. Oh, I yeah. think that I think that was the issue. But then he then he came back. He does do that. He does, he just goes out for a little bit and then comes back. So yeah. um, at least that's good for him. But um, Devon Achan, are are you hearing anything? You know, now it's the day after. Um, it's it's the same knee that oh. kept him on on IR. You know, he felt he felt it. You know, not being very cooperative, they pulled him. Um, I've been told at least that there's not there's no concern in terms of another long absence. Uh, I've even been told there's a chance that Devon Achan doesn't miss any time. That Achan wow. could be back next week. Um, but of course, have to take that with a grain of salt. I wouldn't be surprised if you missed a game, but I've been told at least that there's a chance that that HN may not miss any time. All right. Uh, anything else for Miami? Uh, Tyree kills great. Yep. Jalen Waddle stinks. Yeah. I wonder what the I uh, I am not excited for Friday. I'll tell you that. That's right, Black Friday. Yeah, I am not excited. That's right. Not excited. All right, so then I'll, I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase the the HN analysis before we move on. I'll say this: there is a possibility that HN, even greater possibility that HN does miss because of the short week. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Even greater possibility, but could he play? Sure. Yeah. All right. Next game. This is going to be quick because it was a blowout. It's Dallas. 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 Going up against the Carolina Panthers and doing what we all expected them to. Absolutely winning and stomp on them. Winning and winning big. Yep. Um, yeah. Dak was good enough. Tony Pollard scored. That's the big news. And Dak, and Dak was pulled for the sixth time this year. <laughs> yeah. At least that's for good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both for good reasons, unlike Zach Wilson. Uh, all right. I mean, the Cowboys, Cowboys do what they had to do. Clean, clean win, went in. And for all the for all the people out there that are saying, "Oh yeah, it's only the Panthers." Guess what? Do we remember that the Cowboys lost to the Arizona Cardinals? They did. So you can only play the team that's in front of you. Well, we I lose mean, to the Panthers. Oh, you lost to the Panthers. We beat the Panthers thirty-three to ten. Oh, it's only the Panthers. Like, fuck off. It's a no-win situation. Exactly. Exactly. And it was a get-right game for Tony Pollard. He looked, he looked great, uh, finally. But again, it also is the Panthers. Uh, and then CD, CD scoring. Love it. Uh, ASAP Berg had a down game. But Luke Skullmaker got into the end zone. Nice. Good for the Dynasty team. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it, was a, it was a good day for, uh, for the Cowboys. And they're on a short week. Of course, they... Uh, they play on on Thanksgiving as they always will because they are America's yes. team, and they and then they will play on Thursday and afterwards because that is also a thing that they always do. That is true. That is true. 
they're home after. against Seattle after that. You could poop could be without Gino. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, red alert. Bird said a nice thing about a former Michigan player. Listen. Luke Skullmaker is, is is a cowboy now. We put we put we put past grievances aside. <laughs> it's like Mozzie Smith. Same thing. Mozzie Smith played for Michigan. Past grievances aside. All right. All right. Well, they they I mean, know deep down that, that the University of Michigan are a bunch of cheats. By the way, OHIO, happy Michigan week. Sorry. Michigan. Michigan. I don't I don't I don't use that letter that comes between L and N. Uh Yes. Well, you do love Tom Brady, who is also a, a Wolverine. Less I do three. love two Brady. I do. <laughs> okay, that's a bit ridiculous. Two Brady, great guy. Is that so? Is it Schoonacre? Would that uh, be if you're taking that letter out? Then yeah. Yes, Schoonacre. That's weird. That sounds bad. That sounds just why? Like it. It sounds like naked. Can't say naked. I guess. Can't say no. naked? It Fine. Just, Nude. It sounds Nude. weird. No, I didn't. It Natural. Just, it just sounds weird. There are a lot of things in this world that sound weird, Adam, but guess what? They're all words. They are all words, indeed. Oh, yeah, this is... Let's, words are irrelevant. I am nipping this conversation in the butt. Uh, we are not... <laughs> we're talking about the Carolina Panthers now. They stay. Uh, yes, they do. At least they Adam Thielen gets, gets targets, and that's it. Adam Thielen's the only guy that you could start comfortably. I mean, well and truly, this is the only guy that you could start comfortably. Six games now, he's had double-digit targets. Bryce Young looks his way. But the problem is, he hasn't scored in four weeks. But, 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 they get the Titans. They get the Titans next week. And what is the old adage? You can't run them. You can throw on them, but you can't run on them. Yeah, I always say it in reverse, but yeah, it's the it's, same. It's, oh, it's, it's, same. It's, it's the same. I, I expect a, a good week from Theo, and he'll be a top ten receiver for me next week. Yes, you absolutely can throw on them, but honestly, the Panthers' offense is is anemic. You can't start. You can't start anybody else. That includes Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, it's just well, Miles Sanders is droppable. You drop you drop that guy, send him out the pasture, like weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm shocked that at Thielen's number. I just want to see the target share for Thielen. If I could find it, so, just because I'm curious. Uh, let's see, fifteen percent target share. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, next is a game that's usually played on Thanksgiving, but now it is played the week before Thanksgiving, and that is the Bears and the Lions at home. Thank in, God or, this is on Thanksgiving in Detroit. Yep. Yeah, we you'd rather see the Packers and the Lions? Uh, no, not really. But I'd rather see the Packers and the Lions over the Bears. Yeah, well, the Bears, uh, this was actually a good game, though. It was a good game, but the Packers and the Lions, the Bears and the Lions are always on Thanksgiving. Always. Yes, it's true. Well, like the, the Commanders and the Cowboys. <clears throat> well, the NFL, the NFL has a hard-on for uh, divisional games on Thanksgiving, and we have three of them. Yes, yes, we do. Absolute hard-on. <laughs> the one year where they had the Chargers and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, that just felt very out of place. Yeah, well, was that that year that the 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 Chargers wore powder blue and the Cowboys were dark navy blue and it was yes. all it was all confusing? Yes. Yeah. And the Chargers absolutely killed us. Yeah. I remember I that was a fun episode of the required radio fantasy show. Yeah, that was fucking brutal. 
Um, okay. So, yeah, Justin Fields came back in this game. Good for him. 100-yard rushing day. Mm-hmm. And... Had some yayas to get out. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore did his back from the dead. Caught a touchdown. 96 yards. I need to check. I need to check something. Yes. Start of the week, DJ Moore. <laughs> there you go. Love it. And Cooler uh, Herbert was activated off of IR. Like that made a fucking difference. Yeah, like that made a fu- like that made a fucking difference. But Deont- but Deonta Foreman left this game. Um, haven't heard much about Deonta Foreman. I know it was an ankle injury, but I haven't heard anything of. Uh, up the sort but yeah i mean they uh if it, it felt like khalil herbert did not get as much work as it said he did he got he got 18 touches it just didn't feel like it to be to be quite honest i feel like i didn't see it at all yeah it's kind of interesting um the lions are more in are more interesting to talk about though because oh, for sure for sure you know they're a good team eight and two for the first time, I think it was since the 60s I saw on Twitter, I which is believe that's right. crazy. Um, but Dan Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs both scored, which is great. Jason Williams even scored in this game. I mean, yeah, yeah that's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, was there, was there an immaculate stat line this weekend from a defensive lineman? From a defensive lineman? Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey, what? Where? In the Titans Jaguars game. Oh my god! I believe there was. I can't believe I missed it. I believe there was. Oh no, there wasn't. Was it a two-yard touchdown? Yeah, oh, one, one, one catch, two yards, one touchdown. That's a shame. That's a big shame. Uh, but yeah, Gibbs. Gibbs Montgomery, they're not eating into each other. And you're starting both of them against against the Packers this week. For sure. Yeah. I like it. And yeah, that's a that's a better I know that you have to uh we're a little crunched for time, so we could probably move on a little bit. Yeah, too. I mean I mean San Laporta San Laporta too, not not his best game. Um the Jared Goff throwing three picks. I mean, who saw that coming? Against the Bears of all teams. Um not worried about golf at all. You're still, I would I, honestly, I would probably still stick with golf uh, this week against the Packers. Yeah. All right. Last or no, we have two more games in the one o'clock window. Heartbreaker for the LA Chargers at home against the or on the road against the Green Bay Packers. And at least Keenan Allen scored. Keenan Allen's still doing Keenan Allen things, but and Justin Herbert. Had an okay stat line. But... Keenan Allen honestly should have had, should have had two or three. Yeah, but the Chargers are just like they just don't win games. No, no, I'm shocked Braden Staley hasn't been fired yet. To be quite honest. Yeah, it's probably going to be at the end of the season. But like he just is he's a bad coach. He's just a bad bad coach. Yeah, it's just not it's just not been great. No, really, no, it, it it hasn't. But I mean, it's been great for Keenan Allen managers. I mean, when he's getting 16 targets. From Justin Herbert, and then the next closest at the receiver position is Quentin Johnson with six. I mean, if Jalen Guyton remains out, Mike Williams remains out, Josh Palmer, well, Mike Williams is going to remain out after the season, and then you know Josh Palmer, who I believe is eligible to come off of IR, 
in week 13, I believe. So he's got one more week. Yeah. Keenan Allen, you're, you're, you're firing him up quite comfortably um, for the foreseeable future. Guys, uh, unbelievable. A career year for for Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Johnston dropped a gimme. Yeah. Which would have put him in field goal range and would have won in the, and would have at least tied the game to send it to overtime. Yeah. So it's it's rough for them. But uh, for the Packers, Jordan Love, the Packers are good at home. They're good at you home. Know? Yeah. They're good at home. That's they're as much as we home. can say. Uh, and Jordan Love, I mean, he had a good game against the the Chargers. But he, he's growing a little bit. It's slow. But if you look at his numbers, since the bye in week six, this guy's been a viable starting quarterback for, for, for fantasy. At least 14 points in four of his five starts. And in the five, he has eight touchdowns to four interceptions. Not bad. No, two to one ratio, or yeah, two to one ratio. That's not not bad, not bad at all. You'll take that uh, all day, every day. Uh, And the Packers, for what it's worth, as well. The Lions. It's a fine matchup. It's a fine matchup for him. I I think Jordan Love is a guy that you could you could realistically think about starting him against against the Lions as a streaming option if you don't have any other choice. Yeah, but there are not there aren't at home, so that's something to worry about. Right. And right. also, remember the last time the Packers and Lions played each other. And that was at home for the Packers. And they got, you know, it wasn't a great game. for Green Yeah, Bay. but Jordan Love did, did have a good game. Did have a good game against 16.8 uh, fantasy points, 246, 1 and 2 with a rushing touchdown. Yeah, no, that's not bad. But it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. But now it is in four field for sure. Yep. Um, Christian Watson, whatever. I'm sure people are going to ask about it. They about all scored. Him. All of them. Yeah. Watson well. scored. Watson scored. Dobbs scored. Jaden Reed had a rushing touchdown. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to start any uh, Green Bay receiver going forward, but if I, if I had to pick one, it's probably Dobbs. Yeah, I'd pick Dobbs also. It probably is Dobbs. Well, this offense is going to be weird with uh, no Aaron Jones probably on Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's um tough. But you know what? If you have AJ Dillon, you are you are absolutely loving life. <laughs> and obviously, you know all the best, to Aaron Jones. But there are a lot of people who've been stashing AJ Dillon, just hoping for this opportunity that was gonna was gonna pop up. But we've also seen seen AJ Dillon in the past get full go of this, and. It not work out. But A.J. Dillon now, he's the only healthy running back on the roster for the Green Bay Packers, with Emmanuel Wilson also leaving this game for, for Green Bay. Man, so where have I heard probably this before? activate somebody. I feel like I – didn't we do this last year? I think at one point we probably did. <laughs> where... sounds, sounds very familiar. But um, from what I heard is that uh, Aaron Jones, the ACL is at least intact. So that's good. Oh, that is good. That's good, but they, he's going to go and he's undergoing MRI today to figure out exactly what is uh, what is up. But there is the possibility that whatever is going on, that this could be a long term issue for Aaron Jones. Yeah, that that is sad. Um, all right, 
Next up, we're doing a we're doing a MetLife twofer, even though they they both weren't on the road or they weren't at home. But um, yeah, the Giants. Tommy DeVito looked okay, looked pretty good, more than okay. He was slinging the rock. Yeah, the passing pies on Tommy DeVito. That Darius Slayton touchdown, I don't even know how Darius Slayton was that open. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I tell you what, Tommy DeVito. See what happens when you let your quarterback throw the ball? Yeah. With... <laughs> Just sling it. Just sling it, baby. And he did. Did really, really impressive. And that's now a sweep for the Giants as well over Washington. Yeah, it feels like they always do that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they listen, they can't they can't beat the Eagles and they can't beat the Cowboys, but bring on Washington. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that used to be the Jets with the Bills. In like the mid 2010s. Yeah, but you cannot pick up Tommy DeVito no. against the Patriots. Oh God! Let him do it again. Yeah, is that in New England? No, at MetLife. Oh, interesting. Second trip to MetLife this year for the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, they do that once every eight years. So, yeah. um, although maybe more now because of the whole 17th game thing. True, but it used to be once every eight years, but. Uh, yeah, for the Commanders, I was Sam Howell got a got a got rocked on his rushing touchdown. Oh, he got clobbered. That I was like, I hope he's okay. Yeah, he got clobbered, and he still stayed in the game. And tough, tough dude. Yeah, he is a tough dude. He just he's taking a beating. Yeah, take it. He took an absolute beating. Uh, Brian Robinson, PPR God, by the way. Yes. Seven catches for Brian Robinson. It's never pretty, but we're talking now. He's got 13 catches in the last two weeks. Antonio Gibson on the shelf. It's never, it's, it's never, ever pretty. Never with Brian Robinson, but he's got a floor. They don't give you style points in fantasy. No, no. Half and full point PPR. You could start him. And he doesn't need a touchdown to be to be fantasy relevant. Which is uh which is freaking crazy. Yeah, that is that is pretty crazy. Uh Jahan Dotson scored and Logan Thomas got a lot of luck in this game as well. Um so kind of, he led the team in targets. No, it was uh PPR god Brian Robinson with nine. Oh, in the, in the downfield passing game. Sorry, I should I should have emphasized. Oh yes, yeah. So Logan Thomas had eight. Terry McLaurin had seven. Yeah. Dotson had four. Dotson also scoring. Yes, Dotson did score. So thank that's God. Good. good for him. The All tribalism right. that is around Jahan Dotson is crazy. He is whatever. It's it, it's it's so funny how people just are so attached to Jahan Dotson. Listen, I like him. I, I like him too. I was one of the biggest Sean Dotson guys coming into coming into the year. Yeah. But but man, oh man. People just love being like, oh, John Dotson. He scored. He scored. We're all right. We're all right. John Dotson, John Dotson has had a bad second season. It, it's been great. He's been invisible for most of the season. Yeah, for most of the season. He's been completely invisible. It took him eight weeks for him to realize, oh shit, I'm actually playing. Oh, I can run fast. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's it's just absolutely crazy. Um, 
Adam, I would like to ask you for comment on uh, Curtis Samuel being thrown out of this game. Uh, really, mis- the misbehavior off the charts. Your thoughts, please. I didn't see that. <laughs> Back to you, Jim. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a chippy game. All oh, along. it was it was extraordinarily chippy. I mean, on that rushing touchdown, this was that was a hockey fight where there was like an injured player laying like a couple feet away from just a massive brawl happening <laughs> on the other end of the field. Or what's up, fella? How's the economy? How's your family? (laughs) Yeah, that, I was like, are you sure this isn't the Rangers going up against the Capitals right now? By the way, fuck the Devils and fuck fuck, Toronto. Fuck the Devils. I don't know about Toronto. Oh, you mean the, oh, the control center. Command center. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck them. Fuck 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 the Stripes and fuck the Devils. Yes. Ditto. Fuck the Devils. Fuck the Devils. That should have been a goal, but it doesn't matter because we won. Himmy VC. Him. Him. Oh, lo- love James VC. Him VC. Great guy. <laughs> All right. Peter Laviolette. Love him. Never question the hire. Not once. Just because they won, I'm not even going to. I thought it was great. The hire of Laviolette. I did not. I did not. Well, but I'm also hey. in the camp. I'm also in the camp that Gallant never should have been fired. But that's either here nor there. But Lavulette, been a great hire. Chris well, Jury, with, in Chris Jury, I trust. With new information, I don't know how the Rangers actually fired Gerard Gallant because it looked like he didn't do anything when he was the coach. Yeah, yeah. He he was a substitute teacher. There was like, oh well, it looks like your old coach gave us this lesson plan. <laughs> Yeah, he, they just... he, he was he was still picking picking up the slack from uh, from DQ. Man should not be shall not be named. Yes, well he's doing great in San Jose. It's so funny. <laughs> Could have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah. So, real quick, Jets Bills whatever. We'll find out later today if Tim Boyle, the Boiler, is going to be starting. It on... damn well should be. It's not now. Can't you see? It's not Zach's fault. It's the offense. It's the whole offense. So what it's are you not, doing? You're firing Nathaniel Hackett. I would love to, but we can't. So that's the problem. Because that Aaron Rodgers, the problem has, that that you have created for yourself as a football team, you are now relying on when he returns, when he returns from if, from the dead. You are going to be relying on 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers to save you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not enthused about it. No. But ba- but Aaron Rodgers has the team by the balls at this point. By the fucking gonads. Yeah, it's it's not great. No, no. And now it's going to be even worse because Joe Douglas and Robert Sala know that Aaron Rodgers is the key. If it fails again, they're all out. Well, the thing is, it's like, you know, they're treating the whole season season like a wash. Because they're like, we're not going to get fired because Aaron right. Rodgers. Well, and if Aaron, what if Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it next year? What if Aaron Rodgers stinks? Then they're then they'll get fired. Then everybody will get fired. Yeah. And then what happens when you're paying when you're paying Aaron Rodgers? Well, they this, him- this right now, and I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this too much. This has the opportunity 
to be a situation with Aaron Rodgers that sets the Jets back years. And it is such a shame because that defense is unfucking believable. I know. And they're wasting that defense I know. on this team. I know. I mean, wasting. Could Aaron Rodgers have really, would the team be like, what, six and four, probably, with uh, Rodgers? I, honestly, Adam, I asked myself, ask myself that same question. If Aaron Rodgers was here, would they have a better record than what they are now? Probably. Oh, probably. Because they, they need average quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers would probably beat the Raiders and yep. would probably beat the Chargers. Honestly, but honestly, with the way with the way that Zach played, they probably would have beaten the Chiefs. Yeah. Probably. Uh, maybe not, because the, the, the refs would have uh would have rigged it for Mahomes and, and Kelsey Swift. Yeah, and they would have beaten Dallas because as you know, Rodgers eats Dallas. They never would have beaten Dallas. Not with the not with the way the defense played against Dallas. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers. But whatever. I, I could give a rat's ass. Anyway. Their record would be better, but honestly, behind this offensive line, now that we know, it's not Zach. I fucking told people it's not Zach Wilson's problem. It's not his fault entirely. I was gonna, I was gonna say. I mean, there were throws that Zach was making yesterday. I was just like, Jesus Christ, what, yeah. what, what are we doing? And the throws not, that he wasn't making. Yeah, it's in, it's not entirely his fault. This it, is not. It is fifty one percent on him. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. I think it's 40% on him and 60% on Hackett, the hack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And would you, would you fire him? No, because you can't. Because you can't. We're stuck. Yep. And that is something that Jake and the rest of absolutely maniacal Jets fans will never come to grips with. That the issue is Robert Sala is a defensive coach. He is helping with the defense. And what has that defense done? They are an unbelievable defensive team. He has nothing, next to nothing, to do with the offensive side of the ball. That's well, that, that's that's uh, attack it. Yeah. And it's garbage. It is garbage. It's I complete mean, garbage. Nathaniel Hackett just sucks. I mean, the last time the Jets hired an offensive coach was the genius Adam Gaze. So... The Jets just don't – all their success has come from defensive-minded head coaches. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I heard a name, which, which was interesting. Jake, Jake had mentioned a name to me that if he were to pick a head coach right now that's, whose name was not Jim Harbaugh, that he would pick Rich Passaccia. Rich Passaccia. Interesting. Another Aaron Rodgers crony. Jake, yeah. Jake wants to sell the soul of the franchise – just for Aaron Rodgers, in case we haven't made that abundantly clear. Well, that's already been taken. Joe Namath has the Jets' soul. True, the- true. And he made the deal with the devil. Yeah. But, or I guess, whatever. It's just, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers would cover up at least a bit of this garbage and have the Jets be competent. But at this point, it's not even that. Hey, you know what? You know what, Adam? I know what might fix your problems. There's a there's a guy on Buffalo. He's really good. You should maybe try and uh, look to bring him in. His name is Ty Johnson. Scored a nice little touchdown yesterday. You know, he, he probably looked pretty good with the Jets, don't you think? Well, I will tell you, he looked pretty terrible, and he is not a good pass protector. 
nope. at all. And he fumbles a lot. So no, but what, what was nice, what was nice to see was under Joe Brady, James Cook got the lion's share. 20 touches for Cook, 10 for Murray, 6 for Johnson. Yes, please. Love that. More of that. Poor favor. Yes. Yeah, sucks for Stefan Diggs. He didn't really do much in this one. No, but he 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 had he got a taste of that Sunday sauce. He was lost in the sauce. He was lost in the sauce. Yeah. But Khalil Shakir, nice. Three for one fifteen and a touchdown. Still not starting him though. Yeah. All right. And Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis too. Zero targets. Zero. That's not right. This is Gabe Davis. This is what he does. Yep. All right. Next up, Tampa Bay in Santa Clara. Um, not great for, for the Bucks. Rashad White scored. That's good. Mike Evans scored. That's He's good. not a hater. Rashad yeah. White is officially on heater watch. Yeah, Mike so, Evans is also on heater. Well, Mike Evans has been on a heater all year. I mean, the Muffin Man really loves himself some Mike Evans. The one that lives on Drury Lane? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Mike Evans has been awesome. Mike Evans has been simply awesome this year for for fantasy. I mean, he's on pace now for doubles of touchdowns, well on his way to 1,000 yards. It's just what he does. Just what he does. And I wonder if the Jets move, instead of stupidly trading for Devontae Adams just because Aaron Rodgers says so, is just go sign Mike Evans. That, that would be a smart move. Yeah, well. Or the Giants. Giants make a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Um, And then for the Niners. The the Giants, I have a feeling what the Giants can do is they're going to trade for Diggs. I think that's what they're going to do. Oh, that would be crazy. I think that's what they're going to do. If Diggs Diggs can't play with his brother, he's going to want to play against him. That would be interesting. It would be fun. No, it would be fun. Twice a year. That would be. Yeah, it would be fun. Because listen, I, I'm always looking for something to add to the to the, to the one-sided Cowboys Giants rivalry. Yes, I don't hear and, from Giants fans much anymore. They got nothing to say. Very quiet bunch. And you live with one. Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard him talk shit about the Cowboys in in a very long time. <laughs> Probably not since 2011. Yeah, for 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 quite a while. Um. Yeah, so cool for that. Um, the Niners. Brock Purdy, welcome perfect, back. Perfect day, literally. You li- literally. literally. 158.3. Yep. He was fantastic. He is a guy that you need to get, you need to get him out of Levi. Because when you, when you get him out of there, he just looks very, very ordinary. But when he's there and he has this full array of weapons with... McCaffrey with Debo with Ayuk with Kittle, he's 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 a beast. Debo did not get much in in this game. Ayuk one fifty in a score. Uh, McCaffrey over hundred yards total offense in a score. Then George Kittle uh, eight for eighty nine and a touchdown and nine targets. It was a very good day for all the for the big time uh, uh, receiving threats for for San Francisco. Not named Debo. Yes. And on uh, paper, this was a this was going to be a great matchup for one of them, uh, Ayuk or Debo. Turned out that it was it was Ayuk, which, by the way, another very good call that I made this year, saying Ayuk was the number one receiver over Debo. Yes, well, 
as you know, this is definitely not a pro Debo Samuel podcast. No, it is not. No, it is not. If you're looking for for you know positive Debo thoughts, this is not the place for it. No, it is not. Um, we have two more games, real quick. Niners or Niners Seahawks Rams. Ugh. My mind was still in the NFC West, but Ugh. these Seahawks just two. How did Matt Stafford stay in this game? No idea. Legitimately, no idea. That was a car crash. Oh, I just that was rough. That hurt my ribs just watching. I, I felt like throwing up after watching that because oh, I felt like somebody punched God. me in the stomach. I mean, Matthew Stafford, that dude is just he he he's built for tough, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Like that. Yeah. Shout out Fork. Do you want to give you want to give me an F one fifty? Hit me up. I'll take a Mustang also. All right. All right. We can work that out. Yeah. That'd be great. We can get Jake. What would what, 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 what Jake's uh, car be? We got what Jake a Ford Fiesta. Honestly, Ford Fusions are pretty nice. I don't know yeah, if they Jake, make Jake is a car guy. He's a car guy. He's not really a truck guy. Yeah, I'm definitely a car guy. Also, I'm a truck guy. Yeah, I I don't know. I need to be high up on the road to assert my dominance. <laughs> okay, I I get it. Look down I, at all the peasants. But you know, he man of the people, big time, Chris. Oh yes, yeah, and I'm pretentious. Okay, big time, Chris. Well, listen, the people, the people like to be high up in their in their in their vehicles. Man of the people, big time, Chris. Yeah. So, what are you hearing about Geno Smith? Uh, that it's looking like right now that it is a uh, some sort of triceps injury, um, and that he's going to be having um, a whole workup done this week, today. More than likely with uh, with the short week, but if Gino can't go, it's going to be Drew Locke against the 49ers. And you know what Jake and I have said: if it does go to Drew Locke, you pick up Noah Fan. It is Noah Fan time because the GPS is locked in on Noah Fan. I swear to God, Noah Fan got two targets in this game. Were they both from Drew Locke? Yes, they were. Unbelievable. Yes, they were. Drew Locke's only two pass or pass completions. No, wait. Well, one I guess one of them was to Noah Fant. Because Noah Fant only had one catch. I don't know where the other one went. But I don't know where the other one went either. I'm that, trying to remember. I I can't. I think it made it it might have been in Jigba. Well, I could probably. It might have been in Jigba? I don't know. Drew Lock. Will Disley. No, incomplete. Oh, it was JSN. It was J- okay, it was JSN and no offense. Yeah. Pick up no offense. Pick up no offense right now. Put, 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 put the claims in. That's hilarious. If, if, if you if you if, if you lost no if you lost Mark Andrews, no offense, your guy. There it is. <laughs> there it hot, is. Hot take, but not really. You want you want your play. There it is. No offense. Do it. There you go. That's what we do. Do it. Embrace your hatred. DK Metcalf scored. Finally. Thank fuck. We get to, we get to stop getting asked DK Metcalf questions. Oh my god. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But if if it's Drew Locke, oh god, this could be ugly. This could be very, very, very bad. It's going to be a uh, backup central with Drew Locke. I tell, you, I, I tell you what. In all seriousness, though, if it is Drew Locke. I kind of like Njigba. Yeah. I guess he threw to JSN a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it for for, for Njigba at all. And I would say right, I would say right now it probably is is likely that it's it's going to be Locke. Yeah, well, it's going to be Locke and Zach Charbonnet probably starting. Yeah, that that's that that has potential to be a long term one for for Kenneth Walker. I mean, that was one you know you watch the replays over, you saw it the second that it happened that oh, it was. I hate those complete oblique pull. Um, and those injuries. Those injuries are tricky. They well, are for tricky. a running back too, because that's mo- that's mainly where you get tackled is your obliques. Yeah, yeah. That from from what I know is that the oblique it could be a three week injury, it could be a five six week injury. Oh man. So depending on and and from what the wording was of that the oblique injury was legit. Yeah, I was like, legit. What do you mean? As opposed to an illegitimate Fugazi. Do you? Does it mean he has to get married before he gets his oblique injury for it to be not illegitimate? Exactly. But <laughs> this has the opportunity to be potentially a, a significant long-term issue for Kenneth Walker in terms of availability for the rest of the season. That's not great. So, Zach Charbonnet, what are you dropping on him, Fab? I would be dropping about fifty percent of what I had left on Charbonnet if you need a running back. Yeah, but this week is going to be a terrible week for Charbonnet matchup wise. Horrific. Horrific. Especially if there's no if there's no Gino. But guess what? You don't find starting running backs this late in the season very often. And if you have a massive running back problem, you may not have any other options other than you pick up Charbonnet and you just hope that he's going to be a volume hog if nothing else. By the way, Speaking of matchups, you want to hear how bad his schedule is co- uh, coming up? Niners, Dallas, Niners, Eagles, Titans, Steelers. Oh, fuck. Steelers is fantasy championships. Oh. Uh, well. Horrible. Horrible. But for volume's sake, he got 21 touches. Yeah. That I mean, by good. itself is worth the significant outlay. Yeah. Um, another injury. In this game, just so many. Cooper Cup, again. Uh, that's a monumental one. Yeah. What are you? Are you hearing anything on that? Or, um, I haven't heard much from Cup just because. Well, they're three hours behind. They're just getting up in uh, in LA. I'm gonna find more information about that today. Um, but it, it is an ankle. So. Yep. Those are those are definitely definitely tricky, but. I'm really patting myself on the back because I traded Cooper Cup for a third round pick before he even came back. And uh, yeah, Cooper Cup. Well, he's had two good games and that's really been it. Yeah, he's been injured for most of them. Yeah, I tell you what, Cooper Cup has, we talk about, you know, who has been the biggest bust? Why are we not talking more about Cooper Cup? Well, it's hard because injuries, it's, it's it's tough. Sure, he came in hurt, but when he's played, He's played in six games. Four of them have been terrible. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we'll, we'll say we'll say three of them. We'll say well, three, he, and then we, we'll we'll throw this one out the window because he only had one catch on one target, then then went out. But what I will say is, and this is bringing it back to the very beginning when we were talking about Tank Dell with Puka Nakua. Now that Cup could miss some time here, if Cup does miss time, we're 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 back. Yeah. Pukunakua season. Oh, Pukunakua. It means no worries for the rest of your days. We're back. 
we're, we're, we are so back. Yeah, I mean, part of it is that, you know, Cooper Cup has competition now. Yeah. yeah, yeah and we talked about this on, uh, on the mailbag a few weeks ago, that Cooper Cup could definitely be a, a trade candidate come come the offseason, get some assets back for the Rams, and they can begin to to retool a little bit because they have they have a potential number one receiver here with 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 Pukunakoa. Yeah, but Cooper Cup, Pukunakoa. Cooper Cup, we do going if you drafted late enough, you knew that he was going to be you know he's coming into the season hurt. So right, I don't know if it's. You're like you do. You're taking a risk drafting him. It was definitely a risk. It was definitely a risk. We talked. We talked about that for sure. So I don't know if we could say he's a huge bust. Monumental, because there were still people that were drafting him in round one. Yeah, well, that's that's I mean, whatever. That's on them. Or maybe they drafted early enough that they didn't have the news break with Cooper Listen, Cup. I, I took Cooper Cup at two overall in a spot. That's where I traded him and got my third round pick. So oh. I'm, uh, yes, I'm literally, I'm living the train. But yes, I mean, you pick a player in the first three rounds, it's, and they don't perform, whether it's injuries or just poor performance, then yeah. Yeah. Sure. Bust. Yep. All right. Last game, Minnesota at Denver. Denver has been uh, doing, doing things. Uh, there's some breaking news. This is from my good buddy, Ian. Yes. I love him. Great guy. Makai mm-hmm. um, Becton, high ankle sprain, uh, could Ugh. miss a month. Ugh. Great. Well, better than what we all thought it was, which was potentially season ending. Yeah. Well, it might as well be. Pretty much. But. Oh, Pukunakua. It means no worries for the rest of your days. I, I can't wait. If Cooper Cup is out, oh my God, Pukunakua song, we are so back. We are yeah. so back. So, um, yeah, Minnesota at Denver, Josh Dobbs. Minnesota! Yes. Josh Dobbs doing things, uh, didn't do enough. He looked great again. Yeah, he, he did. great again. Granted, they didn't win the football game, but he looked great again. And that's all you can really hope for. That's all you can ask for. That's it. That is all you can ask for. Has a great matchup next week, too, against Chicago at home. No, 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 no. Yes, absolutely. Fire up Josh Dobbs. I, I will probably have Josh Dobbs as like my QB 13, 14 this week, if wow. not higher. Yeah. Uh... I have to I have to really check and see because I haven't I haven't opened up my uh ranks as of yet. But if I know me like I think I do, I think Dobbs will probably be QB 13, 14 at minimum. Plus, plus there's the potential of Justin Jefferson. I think this yeah, is the last week. Yeah. So I was told that there is a likely chance that Justin Jefferson is back week one of fantasy playoffs. Ooh. Wait. So that's in a couple weeks. You they have their bye week thirteen. Oh. So they, they haven't come back after the bye. Well wait, don't don't you get three weeks to decide? Yes, but they could they could activate they can activate him, dress him, but not play him. Oh, that's gonna 
I mean, that might be not great. Yeah. What's well, a bit? That's a bit squirrely. It is. They could dress him. They could dress him, and and he could sit, and then have it, and they have it back week fourteen. That is something that I've heard that is on the table. Okay. Well, I guess really pay attention to just because you don't see a red letter next to his name doesn't mean if it's before they're by doesn't mean that like don't expect the the world for Jefferson. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because you might have a, a Bijan experience. I don't know. It's that, that's so scummy though. It sucks. It it, it it sucks. But whatever. Um, for Denver. Uh, Cortland Sutton still scores. Yeah, as as he always does, it seems. Yeah, if Ro- always. Yeah, if always. Russell Wilson, I bet he scored in every game this year, but two. Yeah, uh, Javante kind of came back down to earth after his uh, great game in, in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, D- disappointing, disappointing because I think we all we all kind of hoped and expected that Javante could have had a good game against the against the Vikings, but th- their run defense has been very good. The run defense has been very good, so uh, disappointing that he d- he did not have a, a a better day. But the the Broncos' offense is kind of kind of humming a little bit. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been okay, and you know they won four straight. Yeah, they've won four in a row now. So good for them. Uh, excited to watch Monday Monday night's game against the uh, w- with the Chiefs and the Eagles Super Bowl rematch. So that's going to be great. And we yeah. will talk to you later this week, tomorrow, basically, for the <laughs> for the preview. 24 so, hours, we're back. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcast. For my co-host, Dipper Russell, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.